Hello, hello, hello. The bell has rung, and welcome once again to the Dr. Digital Podcast. Another great episode coming your way. Thanks for listening in. Let's get started. Chapter 3. Home Sweet Home. One time I made the mistake of estimating their value from collector magazines. I told Anne that my childhood baseball collection was worth 10 to 12 Gs, maybe 15. A low whistle emitted from Bob's pursed lips. They were in a shoebox in the basement. I glanced at my watch, realizing that Katrin is supposed to be home for the first time since the kidnapping. The cards were there before you deadbolted the house with the new key. Five o'clock. Gotta go, Doc. Son's got a game tonight. Bob probably got too many details. He fired up his truck and waved, See ya, Doc. Good luck. I put out a few welcoming items. Not too much to be conspicuous, but a sign with Welcome Home, Star and Angel on it and I taped a few tactfully placed balloons around the house. The front room furniture was gone, so I taped the sign and balloons to the walls. Downstairs, I played a song by Kyler England on the stereo. These four walls. These four walls will never be the same since you've come and gone, and I remain. I've stood in this spot so many times before, but it's changed so much I can't find the door. You created a space inside of me. I never knew it was there, and now that space is empty, and I am always aware that it's here. And then I waited. Katrin came bounding up the steps and straight into my arms. Daddy, Daddy, I waited you for you at the airport, but you weren't there. I know, honey, I know. Daddy, where is everything? Where's the furniture? Damn, just like Anne, she never explained about the furniture. I had to come up with an explanation. Believable, low-key, non-combative, but quick. The furniture was not here when I came home, honey. I'm not sure where it is, but it really doesn't matter now that you're home, does it? Did you see I made a star and angel sign for you? You like it? Yes, Daddy, thank you. Oh, Daddy, I missed you so much. Katrin clung to me and wouldn't let go. How come you didn't come to California, Daddy? I wanted you there. Sweetie... You know Daddy has to work, and I got your schoolwork for you so you can make it up. I didn't know you were going to California, honey, but I miss you terribly, too. You know Daddy loves you, don't you? Of course, Daddy. Don't be so silly. Hey, I miss my pets. I understood then that Anne did not explain to Katrin that she had already snagged the pets. Unwittingly, Katrin ran off to see them. I called Katrin back. Oh, sweetie, they're not here right now. I'll find out where they are, okay? Daddy promises. I'll track them down for you. But first, I have some bad news. Come here. Too late, Katrin already saw that her dachshund Barney was not in his usual place in the backyard. I'll get Rocky and Dante and Cinnamon. I can't say what Katrin thinks, but since she stroked my beard just then, I'm sure she sensed things were going to be very different from now on. I vowed then that I'm going to hold on to anything I could for her. House, pets, or whatever. I did know a friend who had a kitten, Red, that might still be available to replace Barney. I don't think it's right to express my mix-up feelings of pain, joy, relief, annoying fear, and trepidation to Katrin. Heck, she's only a little kid. I pulled her in slowly towards me and held her tightly. Sweetheart, where's your big Afghan? I noticed she did not have her security blanket. She had not spent a night without the security items since birth. Daddy, I don't have Big Afghan. 
Mommy didn't give it to me. I started humming, and Catron joined in. There were no words to speak. I got down on the empty living room floor with Catron, and we began a call and response sing. Daddy loves his little star and angel. Catron loves her daddy. Daddy missed Catron so much. Catron wants her daddy. I'm so glad that you are home. I missed you, daddy. By chance, I noticed a glimmer of gold. It was Anne's wedding band sticking out from under the carpet. She had thrown it at me months before when she left Catron and I another time. I had never found it. With Catron's head tucked into my shoulder and behind her back, I picked up the band and stuck it in my right front pants pocket. We embraced, sang to each other, and cried till the buzzer for dinner chimed. It was time to eat our chicken Alfredo. A short time and so much to accomplish. Got to catch up on homework, hon. Sorry, but I don't want you to fall behind. I took off work for two days. The nights are more difficult without Catron's big Afghan, but I held her closer when she needed more comfort. I explained to Catron what I knew about the current situation between Anne and me. I am clear, age-appropriate, but non-condemning. I made sure Catron had our routines for stability. We didn't miss getting our treat donut and coffee at the Wawa convenience store. Well, I had the coffee. But seemingly too soon, it is time for Catron to go. Bye, Daddy, she said at the door. Catron, I stopped her and I lightly held her by the right shoulder, saying, Never say goodbye to me. Say, see you later, or anything else, but never say goodbye. Okay, honey? Okay, Daddy. I won't. I love you, Daddy. I'll miss you. Sweetie, here's reading for you. I slipped a kid's pamphlet entitled, You Can Say No, in her backpack. This is Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. Mick, as in Jagger, except he's got more money. Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. The Doctor of Digital, like cotton candy for your ears, Deus Volt.